0: Hi, Castlebarians. It is now time to have a casual conversation for the beneficial good of our community. Yes, sir. Uh, could you tell me where I could buy a stick of butter? Uh, well, not that kind of conversation. The show you are about to listen to is called...
1: What's,
0: that? What's up? What's That? What's That? <laughs> <laughs> well, close enough. It is called, What's Up, Castleberry. And now it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you your hosts, Andy and Drew. Oh, and don't forget that lovely producer, Robin. All right, podcast listeners, we're back with episode 58 of the What's Up Castleberry podcast. If you are a new or newer listener, we are thrilled to have you join us. Andy and I are Castleberry, Florida residents. We're local pastors who each and every Tuesday have casual conversations uploaded for your listening ears. We love talking about all things Castleberry, about Castleberry-related issues, and love to have conversations with guests and friends. Andy, you and I have been talking off air the mvp of this podcast it's the best known or actually the worst secret around producer robin (laughs) is absolute fire she's getting better and better every week robin What's going on? How are you? How are you making our intro and our transition sound so great? Well, it's not an easy job, but someone has to do it. <laughs> Drew, I, w- I would say that you and I really don't do any work. We're just the pretty faces of the franchise. But honestly, we're not even the pretty faces, are we? Nope. we have faces for podcasting, not uh, <laughs> not television. But Robin, you were able to capture uh, one of our recent guests, Drew Acosta, and, and some of his different abilities to use different voiceovers, different segments, and you kind of tied them all together beautifully. And for our listeners, you you are hearing the market improvement. Uh, was that a lot of work? What, what all went into that? Not really. Is we recorded it once and then we were able to use it. And he actually recorded the one we're going to hear on or did hear as of this, the on his own and sent it to us. So really, I just... Push some buttons
1: And Drew Robin is just The consummate professional And she's (laughs) excellent At our trade And you know how I know Because all people Who are at the top Of their game Say oh it was really easy Because it is easy Because they're at the top Of their game So thank you For producer Robin To adding another Dimension to our podcast And Drew When you were given The introduction as well Just to give you A little shout out uh, You said we are Castleberry Florida residents And I'm so grateful That you clarified That we are part of the Castleberry in Florida because I guess it's possible that somewhere else in the world there's another Castleberry and maybe they have a podcast
0: too I, you know there, there's an Oviedo Spain and so Oviedo is a town really close to us so I, you know I just never know there could be a Castleberry uh, Ukraine or something like that who knows <laughs> we, know.
1: we should look it up we should maybe like work towards being like a twin city with them or something
0: I like that I like that we'll get our get our people on it well hey <laughs> listeners as we've been highlighting and celebrating robin with the new uh, intros and transition segments listen to our dad joke oh yeah hang on a second hang on a second robin please don't play the one where we hear the
1: cymbals crashing we need a groaning sound for Drew's <laughs> <green> jokes <laughs> all right drew what,
0: what do you got what do you got all right our our segment the dad joke of the week here it is if a child refuses to sleep during nap time are they guilty of resisting arrest? <laughs> and there you have it. The dad joke of the week. But listeners, feel free to submit your own dad jokes. We love to hear them. One of us, may, Drew, loves to hear them. And uh, especially especially if they can get Andy to groan in agony. <laughs> well, Andy, let's talk about a subject that you may have more than a groan to contribute to uh, our Castleberry in the news segment. Uh, there were some big, kind of in our little world, events that transpired in the school system here recently. For those of you who may not be aware, we have been on the search as a county, Seminole County, for the next superintendent. Our longtime superintendent, Walt Griffin, has announced that he will be retiring at the end of the year. And so there has been a committee of folks. There's been a weigh-in from everyone from administrators in the county to teachers to parents you name it, folks have weighed in. And at long last, we have a superintendent hired But not without a bit of controversy. Andy, you served on a committee uh, in regards to figuring out and to helping us determine who the next Seminole County superintendent is. Could you give us just a super brief overview of that role and then kind of what has transpired and where we're headed as a county?
1: Well, if you have read the newspaper or watched the local news, you will know that this has been a big uh, issue in our county, uh, especially over the last couple of weeks. But I was involved in the process. we had a very difficult job because uh, Dr. Griffin, who we've had on the show, has been highly, highly acclaimed as our superintendent and has had a huge track record of success. And we celebrate his retirement and I uh, believe that is well deserving. But it means we had to find a new superintendent. So the school system opened up a nationwide search to which we had, I believe it was 26 or 27 applicants. Then I was on a team with about 20 folks from around the county, both from within the school system and outside the school system, who went through a process to lower and filter through those 26 candidates so that we could present five to the school board because ultimately it's the school board's decision to decide what to do. So we gave them five from the 26. Uh, as much discussion, many filters that our committee went through to uh, narrow down that five and then we handed them off to the school board who did their own research, their own deep dive, their own delving into the the, the people, the qualifications, the personalities and they decided that they wanted to dig even deeper, Onto to two candidates, a gentleman from Lake County and a lady called Sarita Beeman, who has been a Seminole County school attorney for the last 16 years. There was much discussion, much interviewing, I'm sure much uh, prayer and wrestling because it's such a significant decision. Then a few weeks ago, the school board voted three to two to offer it to a guy called Mr. Chad Farnsworth, uh, who lives in Lake County. And his appointment was celebrated by some, and it was also uh, raised as concerning by some as well. A couple of weeks later, uh, it was bought by one of the school board members to a vote to reconsider and rescind that decision so they could talk about more whether they'd made the right decision. And so that vote passed three to two. And then this past Monday, we had an epic four or five hour meeting where the school board determined what to do next. Whenever you have a public meeting lasting more than an hour, it is rarely because something good is happening. Uh, In this case, we ended in a good place, but there was lots of discussion, lots of back and forth before the school board finally decided, again, by a very, very close
0: vote of three to two, to offer the position to Miss Sarita Beeman. Obviously, there has been some tension, not unknown. We generally try to... keep the, this segment and our podcast as a whole very light and uplifting. But you know, I, I want to comment first and just say thank you to not only you, but all who played a role in kind of helping in that process. We're very thankful that some of the brightest minds, truly that some of the best people that really care well for our, our schools and, and the future of our, of our county weighed in on, on this decision. In regards to everything that transpired, what do you feel like is the current, maybe your personal current, feelings, the current feelings of our our county as best you can put words to it? And what are you looking towards optimistically uh, looking ahead? in answering your question, I
1: don't think it would be appropriate for me to try and summarize what people are feeling in the county because there are so many different uh, thoughts and emotions still moving around. But personally, I I think I have been responding to that question in three ways. First of all, to say that I am thrilled and delighted for Sarita Bowman. Uh, She is a competent, qualified lady who I believe will do a great job leading our school system forward. Uh, I believe Mr. Farnsworth would do a great job as well. I believe that my team did its job and presented two very competent candidates to the board. But I'm really, really excited that uh, Miss Beeman is going to take this position. I can't wait to have her on the show. I can't wait to get to know her better. I can't wait for us to serve her in whatever way we can to continue to bring success to our students and school districts. So I'm pleased. Uh, I'm also feeling a little bit concerned. You know, the process was very interesting. I've always said that right process leads to right result. And while I think we've got the right result, there were a couple of twists and turns in the process that I'm not quite sure I I understood and even saw coming. You know, it was a little bit concerning that we offered the position to one person then rescinded and re-offered it. So I have a few concerns about the process, but nothing that I can't get over But also, as well as feeling pleased and concerned, I also feel a little bit saddened. And that sadness comes from the division that this has revealed in our community. The positive is that we have lots of very committed people, invested people who are very passionate about our schools. But it was sad to me almost that we have people's passion pointing in different directions. And a decision like this, especially when the vote was so close and the candidates were so well qualified, it's caused a little bit of friction. As I heard people coming to give public comments at the meeting on Monday, a lot of people were speaking their comments from areas of past pain issues maybe of race or neglect or fear or hurt. And whenever we hear of hurt, we should be saddened by it. And we should seek to want to do whatever we can do to bring harmony and healing. And so I'm committed to doing that. I believe that our community is pretty resolute and we will experience that. But if I was to summarize my thoughts in three ways, I would say I am pleased about the appointment. I'm a little concerned about the process and I'm saddened by the hurt in our community. But I say that with great optimism because I believe Miss Beeman will
0: lead us forward well and I believe that it's very possible to heal some of these hurts. Andy, thank you for that thorough analysis. I, I believe you spoke well on behalf of all of our citizens in the Seminole County, Castleberry area. Uh, we are excited for Miss Sarita, and we're hopeful, optimistic that we will be moving forward together. Today's sponsor does We Ensure. We Insure cares for your insurance needs, whether it be your home, auto, or business. Josh Hinkle is our local We Insure agent, and he and his wife, Kelly, serve Castleberry, Winter Springs, and the surrounding area. We Insure serves as an active member of the Castleberry Chamber of Commerce and are committed to excellent customer service. I'll tell you, listener, my wife Becky and I have personally benefited from the work of Josh and the We Insure team. Contact Josh Hinkle with We Insure for all of your insurance needs at 321 422 3255. Thanks, We Insure. Listeners, we are looking for a new sponsor for the What's Up Castleberry podcast. If you are for what we are about in terms of sharing and communicating with our larger community about all the great things happening in Castleberry and would like to share your business or your endeavor, we would love to partner with you please reach out to us through our Facebook page, Instagram page, podcast feed, or website all with the name What's Up Castleberry. Just leave in the memo line sponsorship and we'll get back to you. We are excited to have a dear friend, a faithful, committed member of our Castleberry community. Andy and I are w- glad to welcome Miss Pat Weber to the conversation. Pat is the Castleberry Chamber of Commerce Member Chair, and she is also for her employment, an independent senior associate, small business and benefits specialist at Legal Shield. That's quite the <laughs> job title there. Welcome, Pat, to the conversation.
2: Well, thank you, Drew
1: just an icebreaker to put you at ease, not that you seem at all nervous. You and myself and Drew are all friends on Facebook. And one of the things I love about the things that you post is that you and I are of a similar generation and you post things that I recognize a lot from my childhood, you know, places, toys, candy bars, those kind of things. Uh, growing up, here's the icebreaker what was your favorite pastime as a child?
2: Well, I enjoyed, uh, I was quite a nerd. I, in, I enjoyed reading quite a bit. Oh,
1: you are in good company, Pat, believe me. <laughs> yeah, I, I
2: was, uh, I, I said, I was such a nerd that I was a member of the library club in high school. So,
0: <laughs> but
2: I also uh, am from very close to Gettysburg So like, for instance, my high school history teacher, his family fought in the Civil War and he had a Civil War uniform. So the history came very naturally for me in that area. There are a lot of old homes and I actually had owned a hundred year old home up in Pennsylvania before I moved to Florida.
0: Wow. wow, that's wow. fascinating. Yeah. I love I love history as well, and uh, Gettysburg is just such a unique place. I, I went there in high school, and I vivid memories of walking the battlegrounds. Yeah, that's yeah. that's amazing. Beautiful part of the country for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pat, you are you have settled in uh, Central Florida here, and uh, do a lot of business and and are involved heavily in the Castleberry Chamber of Commerce. H- how did you get involved with our local Castleberry Chamber, and what do you mm-hmm. like? about the chamber
2: Uh, well going back to 2004 i worked for a credit bureau which meant that i sold uh, and worked with banks credit unions and mortgage lenders for um selling mortgage credit reports for when people bought a home and then i also had bought my own home right in deer run in castleberry and i firmly believe in supporting your local chamber which for me was the castleberry chamber and i was really relatively new back then uh, some names that some of you people know, but Hank Hank or Mike Schaefer, and oddly enough, one of the original founders. I we would joke I was his chamber wife. His name was Lloyd Weber. So, uh, but you know,
1: so his, his first name wasn't Andrew Lloyd Weber, was it?
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, no.
0: <laughs>
2: it was Lloyd Weber. Yeah. So anyway, but I I just felt it was important to be involved in the local business community, and what better way would for me? I thought was through the local chamber of commerce.
1: And the chamber is so active in our community. And we're looking forward in a couple of weeks to playing the recording from the State of the City address that the chamber hosted this week with some of the leaders in our community. And that was a great event. And I hope our listeners will tune into that. But on the chamber, Pat, you serve as the membership Chair mm-hmm. on the membership yes. committee, and you have done for for several years. In fact, numerous times, I've said to people when they've said, "I'm interested in joining the chamber," I said, "Go talk to Pat. She will she will hook you up. She'll tell you what you need, and she'll get you where you need to be." Uh, why is it that you are so passionate about inviting people to become members at the chamber? And maybe you got a brief story about someone interesting that you met through that role.
2: Can't claim complete credit because uh, someone a member. The membership chair before me and had been for quite a few years was a lady that's passed away named Linda Johnston. But she was and everybody in the chamber that had been around at that point would know her. But she was really good at getting you involved in the chamber and making it a benefit, not only for you personally, but for your business and then for the chamber. And that's always been my takeoff on it, too. It's why I'm so passionate. I realize that some people join the chamber and I jokingly say they just want to put the plaque on the wall and that's fine. I have found personally that I get more out of it the more I put it, put into it. Mm-hmm. And you never know who you're going to meet. And the person that jumps to mind for me is, again, someone that's passed away, but Shakira Webster who was uh, partially blind and then got a position with, um, I think blind organization, helping blind people find jobs. And she was just so inspirational and she was blossoming as she got involved in the chamber and then got involved in her career. And I think that's, what we need to do for our, you know, you develop as an individual, you develop as an employee, you develop as a business owner.
0: That's a really unique uh, story. I remember Miss Webster from my time serving on the board. And, you know, something you said that's really interesting, Pat, is this idea of being a part of something uh, bigger than ourselves, right? Each business, uh, each individual, for that matter, can have the, te- we can have the tendency of kind of working in silos. Andy and I, on this podcast often talk about the importance of bringing people to the table, bringing kind of the larger uh, what's going on in our community together, gathered for a a same shared common purpose. Why, in your words, do you feel it's so important to be a a member of something like a member of the Chamber of Commerce?
2: I think it's important because I guess I naturally learn more by bouncing ideas off of other people. I don't consider myself the most creative person in the world, but if I sit and talk to someone, it's like, oh, yeah, well, what about why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? And feeling a part of, which is really important, I think, today more than ever. You hear of people feeling isolated with Zoom, et cetera, et cetera. And Zoom is a wonderful tool, and we're lucky to have the technology we have, but uh, feeling a part of and contributing to. I know, and you've kind of brought up before, brought up one of the questions, but through COVID, trying to stay connected. And that, that, to me, is one of the things of being part of, whether it's a, a business organization, a, a, an athletic organization, church, all that to me can help make us uh, better individuals if we choose to let it and build connections, which to me, building connections also still builds a stronger community.
1: Very, very true. I mean, Drew, your question was the benefit of being a member. And obviously, there's a a big connection between the word being and belonging as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, our experience as well is that when we belong to something that involves others, we actually become better uh, as individuals and better together as as a group. Pat, you also said when it comes to volunteering that you get more out of it when you put more in into it. And I just wanted to lean into that a little bit because I think that's so important. I think it's true in uh, in the chamber life that you're talking about, but I think it's true in community life. I, I think it's true in any walk of life. The, the more we invest in something, the more we get out of it. And the chamber is made up of people who have invested a lot in the chamber. Um, got a very passionate and strong leadership group. But it's been a tough year for them. What are some of the, the, the ways that the Chamber has adapted and changed? And what are some of the leadership lessons that, that you've maybe personally learned as you've adapted and moved through this COVID time?
2: I think for the chamber as membership chair and also one of the ambassadors, I have a list of benefits of being members of the chamber as as a business, and uh, most of them involve some sort of activity of meeting together. And we've had to pivot and change all that. And you, you know, the big our annual food and wine festival, which went mm-hmm. virtual, but at least we were able to do it. So I think for COVID, learning to pivot and also learning to embrace what tools we do have. And I think I'm a person-to-person meeting in-person individual. But thank goodness we have Zoom. Thank goodness I have this laptop that I can see you and talk to you and we can have meetings and things
0: like that.
2: And I think that's for the for the chamber. We we did a a pretty good job of pivoting and, and growing through this.
0: I like that answer. We we all kind of collectively, no matter what our field, we all sort of had a collective responsibility of figuring out what the next step is, how to move move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat, let's transition a little bit to uh, to sharing with our listeners a, a little bit about you. You and I served on the chamber board together for a couple of years in the midst of, of you battling cancer. Pat, how would you say that uh, fighting cancer uh, mm-hmm. impacted you a, a, as a person and and what you're doing in your life right now, and maybe even how you view life.
2: It it impacted me. And I think you may know this. This was my second time around battling cancer. So I'm going to put all that together because the first time around, I really learned I'm a fairly independent individual. I was raised independent, but I had to learn to ask for help and learn that it was okay mm-hmm. to ask for help and it was actually good that people wanted to help. Mm-hmm. So that that was one thing and the other was embracing what I did have, meaning there were times where I was laying on the sofa I wanted to go out to the art and music in the park or something like that but I wasn't able to go and I could sit there and be miserable about that or choose to say and and yes, you have your down times. I'm I'm I I don't believe in people saying it's always sunshine and roses. And I was always happy that I was going through this. That's not, that's not realistic, but I had to embrace that it was okay to be on the sofa that night and miss that event as much as I would have loved to have been there and, and, mm. and not make myself miserable over it, if you will. Mm. And then one other thing is I've learned to be very, cause I, I was raised with a generation where you, you, you know, the doctor told you what to do and that's the way it was. And of course, I have a, have had phenomenal doctors. I highly respect them. But I've had to learn to get proactive and know my body and know what's working well for me too.
1: Those are the great lessons. Often the best lessons uh, are learned in adversity. But Pat, I remember as you were um, journeying through that and you had a great support system and there was a lot of love coming your way and a lot of prayers and you really were an inspiration for many with not just how you overcame that disease, but the attitude with which you handled it as well. I'm a, aware that there are some listeners in a community who are struggling and going through difficult times some will be uh, fighting their own cancer battle others will be facing other challenges sicknesses difficulties etc what advice or or what encouragement would you give to those who are listening today who are going through some extreme physical or emotional challenges Uh, how would you encourage them
2: I would encourage them by finding a good support system in whatever way and not to put too much pressure on one person for that support system, because it's, you know, it's a lot to expect out of one person. And then to be honest, you know, like I said, there were times where I was crying and upset and angry. And so I had the people I could go to and, and, and be honest about that. It wasn't always sunshine and roses, or I was, wasn't always a positive attitude it hurt. It was. And so if you're going through a rough time, that's part of the human experience. And it's okay to go through a rough time.
0: Yeah. And hurt, wow. you know? I think for Andy and I, as you know, as men, it's our natural inclination is to be—we can do this. We pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. But Pat, you, you so wonderfully uh, shared how we're called to be strong, but also called to, to be vulnerable and to, to seek care. And, and that community uh, is just such a huge component of, of this life on earth. Well, well said, Pat. What uh, would you say? Are, In regards to your time in Castleberry, your association with our city, what are you proud of that you've been able to be a part of? And what are you maybe hopeful or optimistic about regarding the future of Castleberry?
2: Oh, I, I'm proud of, of being part of the chamber. I'm pr- proud of interacting with not only the chamber, but the city officials. They've gotten uh, much more involved with, the, with uh, the chamber. And that's something I'd worked with Bill Hufford on and Randy Newland and now Dean Fafobab. It's good to have the government and the and the business entities working together. And I just love seeing the changes I've seen in Castleberry. I have talked to people that when we were able to be at events that travel from other ends of Orlando to be part of the events at Lake Concord. What a wonderful thing.
1: Yeah, it's amazing where we are today, considering where we've come from. And that's the result of some good leadership at the city level. Absolutely. But I think that's also the result of lots of committed community members, as you said earlier, getting involved, using their time and talents to make a difference. And I think we can all take some ownership uh, on the strength of our city. And uh, as as you said as well, we've we've come a long way, but it's exciting that we've still got a, a Long way to go, and to see how that pans out for our city. We are almost out of time. And I want to say thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being so brave through your struggles. Thank you for being an inspiration who has shared those struggles with us. Uh, I know as well, we haven't touched on this. Time got the better of us that you uh, work with Legal Shield as well. And it could well be that there are some of our listeners who would like to get to know you more and like to connect with you How do they do that?
2: My best way is reach out to me via my email, protectingyou2020 at gmail.com. And U is the letter U.
1: Protectingyou2020 at gmail.com. There were times I didn't feel very protected during... 2020. But uh, you know, I think the friendships that we share and the uh, relationships that we have together was one of those protective services that I know you don't sell, but I do know that you create. So Pat, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for who you are, how you love and the difference that you make with your life.
0: Man, Andy, I love Pat and she's not only a dear friend, but just a dear soul, uh, a great person, someone that we are very proud of to have in our Castleberry community and on our podcast.
1: A community of Pat's
0: would be a Mm. pretty strong, healthy community, wouldn't it? I'll give you a pat on the back for that answer. I agree. Andy, can you pick us up as we close out another fantastic episode? Give us an inspirational moment. Yes, I will. I can. And our inspirational quote today comes from Helen
1: Keller. And Drew, this is a quote that maybe we could uh, debate about because it's interesting. I think some of the finer points need to be talked through a little bit. But on the surface, the quote stands, security, Helen Keller says, is mostly a superstition. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. Helen Keller says security is mostly a superstition. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. What I love about this quote is her reminder that we've got to keep moving forward, that many of the things that we place our security on, that we think are stable, that we think are anchors in our life aren't always as secure as they seem. And sometimes a difficult time, a hard tragedy, a little crisis can shake our security And she's saying, because of that, we need to choose to make our life an adventure, to hold things loosely, to look to the future, to be courageous in moving forward and to treat life not as something to grasp and desperately hold on to, but as something to explore on a daring adventure. Once again, Helen Keller says security is mostly a superstition. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. Friends, today, I
0: hope that your life will bring some daring adventure. Excellent. Thank you, Andy. Yes, today is not guaranteed. Tomorrow is not promised. Live this life with purpose and passion, listener. Listener, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the What's Up Castleberry podcast, a casual conversation between Andy, producer Robin, and I about our community. This podcast has been produced by Robin Kepi. For more information about who we are and previous episodes, please check us out on our website, Facebook page, Instagram, or podcast feed. with the name What's Up Castleberry. Like and subscribe to our podcast. Please rate and review us. Allow us to provide more exposure to those in our community. Until we meet next time, have a great week.